your servant And I am listening Speak to me, Lord, speak to me Speak to me Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by the Macarius Church Headquarters. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Macarius Church Headquarters. I am listening, I am waiting, speak to me.
to have a general in the Lord's army in the house. And um, you know, I, I, he, he, he goes by the title reverend, but and I go by bishop. So I told him the other day that I don't feel happy when I refer to him as reverend and they refer to me as bishop because I think that he's more than a bishop. Do you understand? Actually, one day, Archbishop told him that one day he will call Bishop Dagwood Mills and the two of them will arrive in his church and they will tell him, kneel down and let us put the cloak on you and make you Bishop by force. <laughs> I think it is long overdue. So I'm just waiting for that day. When it comes, I will run myself and also to be there. But what a great man of God he is. Beautiful Anointed And very special Very special to this ministry Because in the whole of the city of Accra He is the best friend of our prophet 
and for many 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 years he has told our prophet start the churches i will strengthen them for you and so he is one man of god in ghana who has traveled the world over to many many branches in south africa kenya i mean uk us i mean wherever Milton Keynes, even the Milton Keynes, popular Milton Keynes, he has been there. And he goes to sometimes the churches, you know, just a handful of people, but he says, I will go there. He, he's been to Engelbert when, when, when we are, okay, when this church was in Engelbert and, and Mr. Ofori was always giving us problems. And the hospital was always writing to us. He came there. I mean, that is beautiful. God bless you, sir. God bless you for the heart. One day, one man of God described him as the blood in the body. He's like the blood in the body. That means that he flows everywhere because he's full of love. And we thank God that um, he has a special heart for us in this church. Yes. I think he has been here before. Eh? Reverend Steve, you have been here before, isn't it? Yeah, I think he has been here before. I almost had forgotten. Eh? Today is not his first time. Beautiful. Beautiful. We date far back. Even when we were at the top there, I think he came to the top. Airport West. And then what about GRNA? He was there too. Even if you go into the gutter, he will go with us. What a blessing. What a blessing. The church that he founded is at the cutting edge of the charismatic movement. Charismatic evangelistic ministries is not a simple church. They are not just in name evangelistic ministry. You know, some people say something something international, but they have never gone anywhere beyond Ghana before. But his church is charismatic evangelistic ministry, and they have gone to villages, cities, towns with the gospel of Jesus, evangelizing. Blessing not only with the gospel but even ministering to the poor. As um, Paul was admonished that he should remember the poor, so they have also been remembering the poor. I was watching, I have some videos of his crusades, and sometimes if you if you you can't imagine the number of cutlasses they can they can distribute and mattresses and buckets. Hey, so as they are giving the gospel. They are also ministering to the poor. And I think God has laid on his heart to build, is it the Hope Center? Is there, there's a, there's a, the, the, village, the village that they are building, where they are building for the disabled. It's like a whole town where disabled people can live with, I think, free accommodation and free facilities. Hey, that's a small man of God. You are sitting here by Santa Cruz, you cannot organize it. Bring 15 people to church is a difficulty for you. We are looking at a general 
who has fought many battles and has accomplished many great things. Look, the anointing that we are about to experience is not a local anointing. He has, he's one of the most widely traveled ministers I've ever seen. Because of the grace he carries, everybody wants him everywhere. And I think he came from somewhere not too long ago and he's coming here with fresh anointing. Before he comes, there's a little video clip I want you to watch and then I'll bring him up. Clap for Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the general overseer of the charismatic evangelistic ministry. A vibrant church headquartered at North Ligon, Accra, Ghana. The church has several branches in Ghana, Africa, and across the world. Demons know those who are paper and those who are heavy. Prayerless people are paper and sour. He is married to the Lady Reverend Mrs. Jane Abamensa. They are blessed with four children. Stephanie, Philip, Jason, and Deborah. He is an international conference speaker and a prolific writer. He has authored many powerful books, such as One Thing is Needful, Rebuilding Your Broken Walls, Surviving in Your Wilderness, among many others. He is also the immediate past chairman of the National Association of Charismatic and Christian Church, Ghana, otherwise known as NAC, but now an executive honoring member of the board. He is the founder and president of Christ to the Rural World, an organization that reaches out to the rural world with the totality of the gospel, preaching of the word social action, medical assistance, and many more. He is the founder of Day of Help, which is set out for persons with disability. On such days, an avalanche of gifts are speckled on them according to their disabilities and specific needs. His unique passion to see the gospel preached to the unsaved and intense desire for God led him to launch the Steve and Stanley Community Outreach, of which the maiden addition took place in Kotobabi, Abavana, a community in Accra, this outreach is centered on winning the loss in our cities. He launched a project to house and provide employment for persons with disability in the society named the CEM Ability Village. This project seeks to remove all persons with disabilities from the streets and provide shelter and livelihood. United Graduate College and Seminary International has bestowed upon him the prestigious honorary doctorate degree in Christian leadership. This award in recognition for his unique compassion towards the of humanity, which the institution mainly focuses on rewarding such people. Dr. Steve Menza, do you hear Dr. Steve Menza? He is an evangelist, an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, and a pastor to pastors. Ladies and gentlemen, please, with a standing ovation, kindly help me welcome to the podium the Reverend Dr. Steve Menza. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Look for five people, tell them something good is coming your way tonight. Hallelujah. What a great joy to be in this seven-star auditorium. Very beautiful, beautiful place. 
from the last time I was here to now. Great, 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 great improvement. Say amen. We thank God for, first of all, presiding Bishop Edward Mills, my best friend. My best friend. And then my colleague in ministry, Bishop Eddie Ade. A very loving man of God. Loving. I've never seen him angry before. I don't know how his anger looks like. For the past, I don't know how many years I've known him. I've never seen him frown. I've never seen him angry, shouting. Maybe he does it, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> and he's been my friend for years. He's always a constant speaker uh, in my ministry when we are having the pastor's uh, synod. And I've told him that his, his invite is on autopilot. Every year. And when he comes... Oh my God, powerful deposit. He preaches. He preaches. He teaches. Very humble. Give it up for Eddie Addy. I want you to lift your right hand to the Father. And I want you to talk to God and tell him you don't want to hear the voice of a man. You want to hear the voice of God. Lift your hands, begin to pray. Shila bara zata karabara bara, ili bila maro bara bara, shilo bara zata bara bara, shila bara zikile bila bara bara bara, shila baro zikile bila bara 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 bara, shila boro zikile bila bara 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 bara, shilile bila bara 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 bara. And I praise you, Lord. Come on now. You are my strength and my reward. I'm lost without you. Your love pulls me through. My life is available to you. And I praise you, Lord. And I praise you, Lord. You are my strength. You are my strength and my reward. I'm lost. I'm lost without you. Your love pushed me through. My life is available to you. Sing holy. Come on now. Oh, holy. Lord, you are holy. Sing it. 
Lord your holy. Sing his righteous. Come on now. Righteous. My Lord is righteous. Come on now. Your Lord righteous. Sing worthy. Sing worthy. Lord, you are worthy. Come on down. Lord, you're worthy. My God is awesome. He's awesome. Awesome. My God is awesome. Lord, you're awesome. And I praise you. Come on up. Oh, and I praise you. And I praise you, Lord. And I praise you, Lord. You are my strength. You are my strength and my reward. I'm lost without you. I'm lost without you. Your love pulls me My life, my life, my life is available to you. My life is available to you. Clap your hands so you people and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Thank God for tonight, and uh, I want to thank God for the opportunity to be here one more time. And for the next three days, I am believing God for something unusual to happen to your life. Amen. And like the man of God said, he said when Jesus was preaching, the power of God was present to heal. There are several ways of healings. And we need physical healing, emotional healing, healing in so many areas. So I see you being healed uh, financially, emotionally, maritally in several ways. Say amen. Tonight I want to begin by talking about why should I pray? Why should I pray? And I'm going to give you seven reasons why you should pray. Say amen. Amen. Reason number one is a quote I heard from the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. He said, you need daily prayer for daily survival. You need daily prayer for daily survival. Say amen. Amen. And beloved, so many things can happen to you in a day. There are things happening to people daily. For that reason, you need daily prayers to survive daily. 
Say hallelujah. Jesus gave, uh, taught us how to pray in the book of Matthew. And in the verse 11, verse 11 of Matthew, he said, Give us this day our daily bread. Say amen. amen. And if we need daily bread to live every day, then we also need daily prayers to survive every day. Daily bread is also equal to daily prayers because, beloved, with your nice looking, beautiful self, like Mother Teresa, innocent, just like there's somebody else who doesn't like your face. With your father Christmas attitude, there's nobody who likes you. Look, look you, you, you can have a good friend, and for all these years, the guy has a very bad mind towards you. You can be in the office with somebody who doesn't like the position you are occupying. You, you see, whilst you are relaxing and snoring for his chanting and wishing you evil. So, beloved, for you to survive every day, you need daily prayers. So, it is very dangerous for you to wake up in the morning and leave your house without prayer. It is, it is demonically suicidal for you to ignore prayers and think that the day will look good for you. People lay things on the door, people chant, people can blow yellow powder, white powder on your seats. There are people who have gone to office and from the office they were sent to the morgue. There are people, look, many people leave homes and they don't come back. Because they are either involved in an accident or something. Uh, uh, I remember many years ago, my, my, myself and my twin brother were going somewhere at 5.30 in the morning. And then we, we were going, I went and picked him at Sakumono because that's where he, he lived. And on our way, when we got to the junction, a nice BMW with a nice gentleman with a nice suit and everything. Uh, a car had run over his car. A truck had run over his and it's tumbling. The guy just died fresh right there before six o'clock in the morning. On his dashboard were things he had to do that day. There yes, are things he had pasted with a sticker. And these are the, the list, the to-do list for that day. And by six o'clock in the morning, the guy was lying down dead. We, we had a, an Ivico bus, like a pickup or something. And we picked him, took him to police hospital. And we got there. We looked through his weather to find whether we can call somebody. We found a card. And, and he it says his office line, his uh, home line is this line. And we called the home. A certain lady picked. He said, you should come to police hospital now. He said, what has happened? He said, well, we think that your brother or your husband or somebody, hey, the lady started crying. Right, they, they remove his beautiful silver watch, they remove his this thing, they remove his shoes, beautiful Stanford shirt, nice Gucci perfume, everything. It was died right there in the morning. I believe that if he had taken some few minutes before God in prayer, maybe he would have averted that untimely death. So you need daily prayer for daily survival. Never leave your house without spending at least 
30 minutes in prayer before God. So you can take control of the day. So you can block the enemy from interfering with your affairs for the day. Are you there? So that you can, you can, you can stop the advancement of the enemy against your family for that day. Mark chapter 1, 34, 35, 36. Mark chapter 1, 34, 35, 36. And he healed many that were sick of diverse disease and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. And in the morning, Rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a quiet or a solitary place and there prayed. This is Jesus. If I were Jesus, I would not rise up, disturb my sleep to go and pray. Why should I? I'm the son of God. Whatever. If you want to see the father, look at me. I'm an express image of the father. If you see me, you, you have seen the father. So if I and the father are one, why should I rise up? Is the father rising up in Adon to pray? But we have the divinity of Christ and the humanity of Christ. The humanity of Christ demands that he must rise up early and deal with the enemies who want to fight and demise him. So my brother, rise up from that bed. Early in the morning. So those of you who are sleeping for... You better watch out. Because the Bible said, be sober and at the same time be vigilant because your adversary... Like a rolling lion roams about seeking. What kind of what kind of people is he seeking? People who are just prayerless. People who are jokers. People who rise up early in the morning, checking their Facebook account, Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, answering text messages. They spend one hour just on social media early in the morning. That money could have been used to, to, do you know what it means for you to pray one hour in the morning before you leave the house? So don't rise up in the morning answering your Facebook account and Twittering and Instagramming and TikToking. He, Jesus, rose up early. Went to a quiet place. If Jesus is rising up early, then you, a tiny little girl like you, you are still sleeping. A mortal human being like you, with so many faults, you are still asleep. Tell somebody, rise up. There are plantings, there are schemings, people are scheming against you, there are conspirators in your office, gunning and, 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 and people who are consulting the zodiac world, people who are buying to all kinds of occultism and everything, they are planning death for you and you are asleep. 
and you are Facebooking and you are Instagramming. When people are chanting against you, your own the person who betrayed Jesus didn't come from Timbuktu. It was one of his friends. Am I talking to somebody here? Abel was not killed by somebody from Dubai. It was from his own brother from the same womb. Sabuabekawa of Frantuma. Pray over the water you'll be drinking for that day. Pray over the food you'll be eating. Pray over everything. Pray over your office. Plead the blood of Jesus over the car you are about to drive that day. The accident that have been planned for you that day. Your prayers will take care of all those things. Never leave your house without prayer. Rise up a great while before day. And pray. Look at the next verse for that scripture. Look at the next verse. And in the morning, uh, and Simon and they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. It means that people are looking for you. But beloved, talk to God before you talk to men. Seek the face of God before you seek the face of men. Talk to God before you open your shop. Talk to God before anything. When you rise up in the morning, it's God. In the morning, they were looking for him everywhere. And when they found him, they said, All men are looking for you. It means that brother, customers will always be looking for you. Your office people will always be looking for you. There are people looking for your services. My beloved, I can tell you, you'll be dead before you know that you are dead. So rise up and talk to God. Say amen. amen. Because prayer is like the oxygen we are breathing. Tell somebody, I'm changing my prayer life from today. Hallelujah. Number two, pray because Satan wants to sift you like wheat. Pray because, the second reason why you should pray, because Satan wants to sift you like wheat. Luke 22, 31 to 34. Luke 22, 31 to 34. Look at it. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Behold, Satan had desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. But, everybody say but. Look at the way it was intercepted. But I, Jesus, have have prayed for thee. That thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Google the word sift. It means to sieve, to separate, to shake. Satan has planned and purpose to shake you, to put you in the sieve and rock you and separate you from God. Say amen. 
to sift you as wheat. But I, Jesus, when I had the revelation, I intercepted certain activity through prayer. But I have prayed for you. Simon, Simon, Satan has planned to have you and to separate you, to shake you as wheat. But I, Jesus, I intercepted. Pray, listen, pray and intercept the enemy that wants to sift you as wheat. Say amen. amen. The third reason why you must pray, say amen, is to survive difficult times. Pray to survive difficult times. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter number 13 or chapter number 10 Ephesians 6.10 Look at Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus and his last his last uh, chapter. He said Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and what? And in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. See, man? Wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. It means, brother, we are dealing with persons without bodies. We are dealing with spirits, entities, who are long distant runners. When you are tired, they are not. When you are carrying bojo bojo spirit, they are not. When you are slowing down, they are not. We are wrestling with wicked spirits. So look at the next verse. Put on the whole armor of God. Take unto you the whole armor of God. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand. Which means that... And, an evil day can befall you if you don't take it, you find yourself flat on the ground. Nobody plans for an evil day. Nobody gets up and says, Today I want to have an evil day. Or when I wake up in the morning, I want an evil day. Nobody goes to a shop and buys an evil day. But an evil day can come to you. Say amen. And if you are not somebody who is very, very prayerful, that evil day will come to you and you will find yourself wanting. But it is prayer that will keep you in an evil day. Your sustenance will not be your office or your colleagues. Your sustenance will not be your very expensive foe. It's not your nice clothing. Your ability to stand in that evil day is the accumulated hours of long sustained prayers that will make you stand when the devil thinks that you are falling down. Say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
we talk about the words of the devil and take note this letter was written by paul to the church at ephesus not to the people on the street it means he was addressing colleagues church members like us that there can be an evil day and with the 61 years i have lived i have seen devastating evil days in the body of christ not outside the church in the body of christ I've seen terrible, I've seen people die of cancer. You see that the person is a tongue-talking guy, whatever, and he's dying slowly of cancer. Hey. And we are watching, we pray, we fight, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, the person still dies. We are there, we are anointing, we are giving communion, whatever, aya, 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 aya. the person still died. Then you see the family devastated. Sadie do you get up in the morning to plan an evil day? No. It can come to you. Yeah. Unannounced. Mm. Unplanned. There's no alerts. There's no notice. Suddenly, something you love, a situation has befallen you. It is your sustained hours of longevity of press in the past that will keep you strong. In an evil day. These are the wiles of the devil. In an evil day. Standing in an evil day. And apart from the standing day, standing after the wind has passed, a bad wind can blow you. And afterwards, whether your faith will still be standing. That you don't change your attitude towards church, praise, still praising God, singing in a choir, still performing your, uh, your, your shepherdorial duties. It's because you have stood in an evil day and you are still standing after the wind has passed. It's still, it is prayer. That, can, that is what the Bible says. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So those of you who are still reading prayer books, you only pray when you come to church. You only, you are only, uh, you are only audacious when there's a, a, a person here leading prayers, and then that is when yourself has come. But on your own, on your own, on your own, one hour, two hours, three hours, on your own, on your own. That is when we know that you are a prayerful person. No congregation prayer. It's good prayer, but you have you have you have a long a long way to go. Say amen. If you look at the story of Job, not in many days, in one day, he lost everything. His wives, his children, his uh, his possessions, his buildings, his wealth. In one day, in one day. And guess what? Every morning, every morning without faith. If you look at Job nine or something, every morning he will rise up and offer prayers and sacrifices for himself, for his children. Every morning, every morning. David said, Early will I rise and seek thee. 
Every morning, Job will rise up and make, and make prayers and sacrifices for himself, for his children. So when disaster hits, Job 1.22, Job 1.22, look at it. Job 1.22. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. In all this, Say amen. Look, 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 look at 20, 21 before 22. Look at 20. Look at 20. Then Job, when he has heard of all that has happened, then Job arose and rent his mantle and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshiped. Who worships after all your possessions and all your children are down? You not have the, the spiritual courage to kneel before God when everything you have has gone down. It, it takes a man of courage. It takes somebody who knows God for himself in private prayers before God to still worship after you have lost all your wives, all your children, all your possessions. And he rose up and worshipped. Keep the truth down there. Say amen. He rose up and worshipped. And in all these things, he didn't sin with his lips, nor charge God foolishly. And look at what he said in the next. Look at what he said in the next. 23 he says, and he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb. And naked shall I return either. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It is very, 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 very difficult to say blessed be the name of the Lord after you have lost everything. It takes you to know God for yourself. You have a, a special intimacy with God through prayer. For you to say that blessed be his name. And you can, it takes only prayer for you to survive difficult times. So a prayerless person will just vacate the faith. Yeah. A certain woman who used to come to my church lost her daughter. And then after, when he seeing her in church, so we thought that, oh, let's give her space of time to mourn her daughter. So we gave her a whole year to mourn. She was still on the camp. So we went to visit her. So, oh, mom, we haven't seen you in church. To come and do what? To come and do what? For all the things I've done for God. For all the worship, for all the praise, for all the money, offerings I've done for God. God just killed my daughter. And you say, I should come to church. And do what? I have left church. I have left God. She's bitter. And I can understand her bitterness. But it takes somebody who is close knitted with God in prayer to still call the neighbor the Lord blessed after a disaster. Say amen. So, 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 one of the prayers you pray that you don't, you are not calling for difficult times, but the Lord uh, should help you survive difficult times. Say amen. And Paul, in that passage of Ephesians, four times 
Paul was referring to an evil day. Standing the words of the devil. Standing in an evil day. Get up your lines and prepare for evil day. We all wake up in the morning. We all want to have all our families, our children, everybody intact. We all plan like that. We all love it like that. You cannot predict. Say amen. But I see you standing. No matter what the enemy throws at you, you will be standing. No matter the storm he brings at you, you will survive that storm. Are you listening to me? Because you know God for yourself through intimacy in prayer. Say, I hear you. The third reason, is it the third? Okay, the fourth reason why you must pray is to overcome, is to overcome the spirit of fear. Is to overcome what? The spirit of fear. Everybody is afraid of something. As I'm studying, I also have my own fears. Everybody has something. You see, oh, she, she, you know, there's something you are afraid of. Oh, she, she, you know. It's something that you are afraid of. <laughs> One day, I was traveling to, you know, when I'm flying, I fly a lot. And one of the things I find very difficult to account is turbulence. Once there is turbulence, people, I find it very difficult to be snoring in turbulence. No matter how deeply I may be, as soon as there's turbulence, I'm awake. I start praying. And I look around and I see that people are snoring. People ask, I said, Lord, give me that sleep that I was, and I will be up. I remember I was going to China and I was in Emirates from here to uh, Dubai, Dubai, then to uh, China. Very long, I think about 19 hours flight, long flights. And I was flying a very good class, so I was happy. I was asleep, then we entered into some turbulent areas. Hey! And I got out of my the cabin. We are just about eight people in that cabin. It was a first class cabin, very nice cabin, 380A, first class. Oh my God! <laughs> so I got up to see whether some of my cabin people are experiencing what I'm experiencing. The first class cabin was quiet. Shh. And Lord was out. You know, if you, if you open the there's a cabin door you open. I came out of that cabin door. I looked around. Everybody was asleep. I heard I was sitting. I was sitting. God. Everybody has something he fears. You can see that this guy don't fear at all. One hour, thirty minutes of constant turbulence. Well, we're forty-one thousand feet. Then the the the, the, the lady came and said. Uh, Reverend, are you okay? I said, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> Would you like to shower at 41,000? I said, I want to shower, I want to shower. <laughs> it was my first time on that cabin. I want to shower. Then when I came down, then I spoke to my son, who was a brother. I said, I said, hello, I'm always afraid of turbulence. He said, oh, daddy, never be afraid of turbulence. For a plane, he said, it will be one in a million for a plane to come down because of turbulence. 
and those were I show. He said, "What you should be afraid of is the the first three to five minutes when they take off. The first three to five minutes when they play take. That's what you should be afraid of, not turbulence." I said, I said, why? He said, there can be bear strike, there can be engine failure, there can be, and then two days afterward, the seven, seven fold, whatever, came down three minutes after takeoff. Since then, any three to five minutes of takeoff. Oh, yeah, that day. <laughs> the fear has been transferred. And I said, why did you tell me that? So anytime I'm flying, the first three to five minutes, I stick it up. You see me holding my seat. My eyes are closed. Karabata, karabata, karabata. I've told you, my fear, you two have your own. <laughs> so, there are a number of things people are afraid of. People are afraid of premature death. Things you will die early. People fear being single. He thinks you will be single. He will not marry. Because he's 41 years. He's still not married. It's a fear that will I stay single for the rest of my life. It's a fear. Say amen. amen. Some people are afraid that they will be poor for the rest of their life. That, hey, so will I make it? Will I also drive a car? Can I also travel? It's a fear that you have. People are afraid that they will not have children because he's been married for years and there's no child. They try IVU, IVF, IVK, IV everything. But there's no child. Say amen. People are afraid that they will lose what they have. Fear that you will lose what you have. Sometimes you are also afraid of failing, that you will fail in this life. People are afraid that they will be disgraced. People fear that they will be bedridden in their old age. People fear that they will die of the sickness that killed their mother. There is this particular sickness. My, my wife is afraid of dying of cancer because all his relatives have died of cancer. Oh, his family, his father died of cancer, his mother died of cancer, their aunties died of cancer, everybody, cancer of the brain, cancer of the colon, cancer of the breast. So she always have that fear that she would have cancer. Everybody has something he's afraid of. Say amen. So there are various things that may say fear, but the Bible said in Second Timothy chapter number 1 verse 6 and 7. Say amen. amen. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God, everybody say for God. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but what? Of power and of love and what? The sound mind. So, power to do what? Power. To pray to overcome that fear. Say amen. So you have to pray constantly to overcome that fear. Because like Job said, what I greatly feared has come upon me. So so a fear you are nursing and meditating and looking forward to and always thinking that it will happen. It can happen if you are feeding on that fear. So you must overcome fear with prayer and the scriptures. That no weapon formed against you shall prosper. See, man. Psalm 27, 1, 2, and 3, and 4. Psalm 27, look at it. 
The Lord is the light and the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? This must be constantly in your lips. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my strength. The Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Anything that wants to eat you up, anything that wants to shame you, any spirit of fear or failure, may they stumble and fall. It must be your prayer topic, it must be your confession, and then at the point, your constant prayers will break the spirit of fear. The Lord is my light, the Lord is my salvation. I shall not be. I shall not be afraid when the wicked rise up against me. Fear is a major weapon of the enemy to weaken your spiritual defenses. He throws in fear before he attacks you. He throws in fear first. That when he sees that you have bought that fear, then now he attacks you. With the same area of the thing you are afraid of. I'm afraid I'll be single. I'm afraid I can't. People are proposing to me. And they are not marrying me. So, so when somebody comes to you. Oh sister. What's up? Oh man. Oh chuku chuku boom boom. Chuku chuku boom boom. So. Then you respond. When you are responding. You know, you know that. Because you still have that fear. Say amen. amen. Yeah. So you don't respond very well. When he's trying to even kiss your cheeks. Hey, hey, hey. Over six people have done the same thing to me. This is my tenth relationship. It's a fear you have that you will never get married. Before you realize you are becoming single. But I am overcoming that fear. That the right man is coming. The man that God has got. The woman that God has shown me is coming. And I'm not afraid. I will never be single. I will not die a single person. Hallelujah. Psalm 46. 1 to 3. Psalm 46. 1 to 3. Look at it. Psalm 43. 1 to 6. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. It means that no matter the chaos around me, Including mountains being removed and into the sea, my heart shall not fear. It means I will never yield to fear. One day I took my time, I said, I will not die by a disaster. My plane will never come down. My plane will not have disaster three to five minutes after takeoff. No bed will strike the engine. And I prayed since then. Now, 
I just, I just bought the aircraft. They usher me to my seat. Well, I strap in, and then I just say a word of prayer, and then zzz, that fear has been removed because I made a covenant with God. I will not die of plane disaster. My plane is never coming down three to five minutes after takeoff. If you don't gather boldness and confront your fear, your fear will defeat you. And what you greatly afraid is afraid will come to you. If you leave fear to be there, say amen. So confront what you are afraid of and let the enemy know that you are hidden in Christ and in God and that nothing nothing around you will cause fear and panic in your life that you are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might am I talking to somebody see man the Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter number 14 Exodus 14 reading from this was when uh, the enemy the, 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 the Egyptians had pursued the Israelites all the way to the Red Sea and when they got there hey, they started complaining look at, look at Exodus look at from verse number 1 look at from verse number 1 <laughs> and the Lord spoke to Moses saying uh, speak unto the children of Israel that they turn and then come before the uh, philanthropy between Migdal and the sea and over against all these beautiful names before it shall, then for Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel they are entangled in the land and the wilderness has shut them in and I will harden Pharaoh's heart that he shall follow after thee and I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts that the Egyptians may not know that I am the Lord and they did so and it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled and the, the heart of Pharaoh and of his servant were turned against the, the people and they said why have you done this that we have let Israel go from saying from and he made ready his chariot and they took his people with him and he took 600 chosen chariot blah 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 and then they pursued them verse 8 and the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh the king of Egypt and he pursued after the children of Israel and the children of Israel went out with them on, on highland but the Egyptians pursued after them, and the horses, the chariots, the Pharaoh and his horsemen, his animals, overtook them and encamped. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were so afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast hast thou dealt with us thus to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we tell thee in Egypt? Say, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in this wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not. Tell somebody, fear ye not. Say it again. Say to the next person, Fear ye not. Stand still and what? And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. I, I superimpose this scripture upon your life. 
that which is causing fear that which wants to destroy you that which wants to overtake you the egyptian that you see today you shall see them no more forever say i receive it three times two three look at the next verse for the lord shall what fight for you and ye shall hold your peace from today may god step in and fight for you that you hold your peace because like david said in psalm 18 the lord delivered me because my enemy were too strong for me sometimes the avalanche size of the enemy is too strong for you that is where god steps in and fight for you as you hold your peace anybody whose enemies are above him and they are towering against you may the lord fight for you for the egyptian that you see today you see today no more you shall see them no more forever say please sit down Jehoshaphat feared when five nations came together to attack him. Sometimes when you are afraid of something, go on the fast. Fasting chokes fear. Fasting with prayer, it suffocates the spirit of fear. Say amen. It's in Chronicles 7, Chronicles 20, down there. He was afraid, but he fasted and prayed. And the Lord said, after they fasted and prayed, the Lord said, stand ye still. This battle is not you. It's between me and the Ammonites. The Lord fought for Jehoshaphat and the army of the Moabites and Mount and all those people were defeated. You were a child of God. I guarantee God will step in and fight those who are fighting you. Say amen. amen. Like David said, for the battle is the Lord's. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. When the men were sent in Numbers 40 to West Power, the land, they came with the, uh, 10 of them came with a bad report and it brought fear. Sometimes and news that you will hear will bring panic and fear. But remember Joshua and Caleb said, said we are not, we said, we are able may you use your confession to overcome fear that you are well able the lord is my strength i am well able am i talking to somebody here he said let's go and take the, the, the let's go and take the, uh, the land at once for we are well able and beloved just as they confess the lord bless them next one is what number okay we'll do just five today pray to come out of bewitchment pray to come out of what bewitchment look at galatians 3 galatians 3 1 to 5 galatians 3 1 to 5 oh foolish galatians <laughs> That's a strong one. <laughs> it's not you. It's the church in Galatia. <laughs> Who had bewitched you 
that ye should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth crucified among you this only will I learn of you receive ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the by hearing of faith are ye so foolish having begun in the spirit are ye now made perfect by the flesh have you suffered so many things in vain it yet be in vain say amen he therefore that ministered to you the spirit worked miracles among you do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith now that word bewitchment is a very strong word To be bewitched, to be bewitched means a spell can be cast on you. Amen. It means you can be enchanted. It means you can be controlled. To be bewitched means to be controlled. To be held captive. Say man. Tradition can bewitch you. A job can bewitch you. A church can bewitch you. A pastor can bewitch you. You can fall into a church. And the church can bewitch you. Control you. Hypnotize you, mesmerize you. Say amen. A pastor can bewitch you. That's a way that you don't have a will of your own. You have to consult. You have even even talked to your the pastor before you even sleep with your wife. They will give you rules and regulations. Don't sleep with your wife until I tell you. Don't sleep with your wife until I tell you. Anybody who goes to a church that they bath you in front of the church, you have been bewitched. You can be bewitched by tradition. You can be bewitched by a girl. A small girl can bewitch you. You can be bewitched. Anytime you are you are falling in love with someone you can't think you can't you, you can't be happy you can't do anything except to see the girl it's bewitchment i need money and i need a mobile phone and every time no matter how broke you are you will find the money you will beg steal or borrow it's a bewitchment a guy a guy that you have met this guy doesn't work this guy sleeps in the house and you go out working very hard and come and give all your money to this guy is bewitchment a girl can be bewitched he hasn't married you you are giving all your money when once he when he comes around chuku chuku boom boom chuku chuku boom boom <laughs> babe Babe, babe, I need this, babe, I need this, babe. It's bewitchment. All your money, all your savings, all 
all your service for your years of work this guy just because he has unusual sexual activities with you when, he's, when this guy sleeps with you now your whole body is bewitchment it's bewitchment Just say, it's bewitchment. Only only that you are thinking about that person. It's bewitchment. You have to imagine the person before you have a, a satisfaction satisfactory sex with, with, your, with, your, with your spouse. You have to imagine him. It's bewitchment. When you don't hear his voice, you can't eat. When you don't hear her voice, you cannot eat. You cannot eat. And when the phone is off, hey, unless you drive there, your phone is off. Your phone is off. Your phone, why is your phone off? Why is your phone off? Now, Opo, now Akumobo Beri Beri is bewitchment. A church member can bewitch you. There are Jezebels in our churches who are bewitching people in the church. Say amen. If you don't sleep with that girl, you are not yourself. It's bewitchment. And there are people who are planted in our churches who are not human beings. These are these are entities and spirits. These are Jezebels born from the pit of hell. And they are there. And they work their way straight to the top. To bewitched people. Tell somebody, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Some of these people, kind of spirit of bewitchment, are very, very talented, very, very eloquent, very, very smart. Yes, that, yes, that, yes, that, yes, that, yes, that. It's a spirit. Pray about all these people. It is only the power of prayer that can break the spell of bewitchment. Having begun in the spirit, now you are perfecting in the flesh because somebody has bewitched you. Somebody's husband has fallen in love with you. You love it so much because elderly people they know what to do, what to say. He is 30 years experience in marriage. How many years have you married? Gives you a car, gives you a, a car, a house, bewitch you. That even your colleagues are coming to propose to you, you don't want to answer the proposal because you have been bewitched by somebody's husband. live without you. I can't live without you. Anybody you cannot live without has bewitched you. You cannot live without somebody. It's, it's bewitchment. You should be able to live without somebody. It's bewitchment. And guess what? This letter was written by Paul to the church in Galatia. 
out on the street. This is not for couple of boys or people. No, 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 no. This is the letter read in the church. That who has bewitched? It means that some people are in the churches and they have been bewitched. Enchantment. Hypnotized. Control. Anybody controlling you. Such a way that you cannot do anything. You have 6,000. He wants 5,000. Your wife has been asking you for 250 Ghana cities. You can't give it. But this, this guy, you can remove the money. You are in a top executive meeting. Then you get a tell me, scan away. Where is the money? Then, ah, see you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Then, excuse me, sir. Then, is bewitchment to go and give money to the guy. You come tight. But as soon as this guy, just because he has said certain things, it's all bewitchment. Say, man, it's witchcraft. There are, listen, there are guys who have entered our churches spying on our girls innocent girls and they are recruiting them to Dubai Jeddah, Qatar to go to sex parties sex parties and when you enter look they will fly you business class from here you will land at the airport a limo a limo will come for you Small girl. Then they will carry you to a hotel, 36th floor. The 37th floor is a penthouse. And then in the evening, you see some of these guys, these top Arabs. They will come with their dogs. Me, I'm not saying something that I haven't seen. I have videos. If I show you here, something will happen to you. I have videos on my phone. When I show it to you, something will happen to you. To bring their dogs. Then they will pack. So for, they will pack money like this. 50,000, 70,000. Oh, it's yours. They will let you hold it. But, wrong. And what they will do to you. What they will take you through. I cannot speak those things on this microphone. What the men, 10 men, will do to you to get $50,000. What? Because you want to drive a car. You want, to, you want belt. You want shoes. Belt. And, and Brazilian hair. 
what these men will do to you. They will slip with you rough, rough. They will tie a rope around your neck. You have to bark like a dog. They will take you to the toilet. They will wee on you, poo poo on in your mouth. You will lie face that they will poo poo in your mouth. When they finish, then they allow their dogs to also have sex with you. It's bewitchment because of money. The love of money is bewitchment. And all those guys who have entered our churches recruiting our innocent girls, may you burn in hell. Will you carry your sister to go do such a thing? Your own blood sister. Will you take your sister to these places where ten men are sleeping? They are sleeping and slapping you at the same time. Because that is the way some of them, that's the way they, 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 they enjoy. Slapping you, slapping you. Because you have seen 50,000. Is it not nonsensical that because of 50,000, the way they would treat you, see, and when they are taking you, you know, they won't tell you the truth. They won't tell you what is going to happen to you. They tell you, yes, it's a party. And one or two people will come and just love you. And I don't know, 30,000. And then you are bewitched. By the time you come, your rectum is wrecked. Because there are some men, they don't have sex through your vagina. They have sex through your anus. And they will tear your, 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 your rectum. Because you love money. It's bewitchment. Oh foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you? That after you have begun in the spirit, you are now perfecting in the flesh. Oh, am I in church? I've gone somewhere. Yeah. Young, young guys are being bewitched on very strange sites. They have men. There is a place in Tema. And there are some Arabs guys in Tema. And there are people. Ghana Tema, they are recruiting people to Tema. Young, young guys. And they go and have anal sex with them. And give them thousand Ghana. Nonsense. It's bewitchment. If you are here, you are under a spell. We are going, that is why we are praying tonight. May that spell break. May your eyes be open. Am I talking to somebody here? Yeah. Take your time. Don't be greedy for money. Don't go after filthy lucre. Wait for your own time. When your time comes, nobody can stop your prosperity. When your time comes, nobody can stop your prosperity. These are the five reasons why you must pray. Listen. Listen. Number six. You have to pray, Lord, open my eyes that I may see. Elisha prayed for the servants. He can't see that God has surrounded us. So, Father, open his eyes that he may see. And the Bible said, and the Lord opened his eyes. So, your prayer tonight also is that, Lord, open my eyes. Let me see those who are bewitching me, those who are deceiving me, those who are leading me astray, those who are leading me to hell. 
Say amen. Number seven. Invite God to fight for you. Because some of the battles you cannot fight it for yourself. Invite God to all to fight for you. Look at a scripture that Proverbs Solomon wrote in the book of Proverbs. Look at it. Look at it. I will read that scripture and I close. Proverbs chapter number five. Verse 3. For the lips of a strange woman drop as an honeycomb and her mouth is smoother than oil. Oil is already smooth. Oil is already smooth. So if somebody's mouth is smoother, is smoother than oil, and don't think, this, this scripture is new to gender. It's for men and for women. There are guys whose mouth are smoother than oil. Ibalakabo. And my uncle is in Germany, and just recently, my my, my sister uh, in uh, Massachusetts just sent me fifty thousand dollars. Just the mouth is smoother than oil. But the hand is bitter as a wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold on hell. Least thou should ponder the path of life. Her ways are moveable that thou canst not know them. Hear, hear me now, therefore, O ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of his or her house. It's two. Least thou give thy honor, your years of honor, unto others. And thy years unto the cruel. Let strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. And thou mourn at the last, when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. Am I talking to somebody here? Until you are finished lying on the ground, before they will stop. So watch out for the guy or girl in your life. Watch out for the friend you have. Watch out for some. After coming to church, there are people who go to all these Tuesday, Wednesday, monthly churches. Prayer comes. Anywhere you go, they say, remove your shoes. They are going to be with you. Remove your shoes at the entrance. And they are recruiting people. It means that the God of this house is not enough. You have to go and add another God to it. It means the prayers we pray here, they are not enough. It means the miracles taking place here, they are not enough. You have to go to Manfi to go and see a woman be there wearing white. White headgear, white purse, maybe a white. Maybe a white, maybe a trans, white. Hmm, Then they are reading things to you. They are bewitching you. They are bewitching you. And guess what? They will tell you things that will blow you away. They will tell you things that will blow you away. That is where the bewitchment starts. Because if A is true, B is true, C is true, it means that 
the rest also are also true. But you don't know that Satan comes, he starts from the known unto the unknown. So the fact that somebody has told you about Gago, we three by four, two a wuna ke two, me wana me one. Yeah. Enna, me fe me who said, this year, ain't you? Now you're the welcome. Fe, umpaba na ujefi abontino, San Fabra. Yes, Sheno, men share some power, some power, some power. See the chair, see the chair. Who's that? Who's that? No, the chair. What? 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 The it's true. Then you are bewitched. Test every spirit. There are genuine prophets in this land. I believe in prophet. I'm going to have a prophetic conference. Thirty days. Yeah. So I believe in prophet. But there are also false. That's how we have good currency, good dollar, and bad dollars. <laughs> They are fake ones. But the Bible says, by their fruits, you shall know them. And prayer, listen, prayer will make you discern. The Bible says, test every spirit. So test that spirit. Test the spirit in this house. Because if there's not a good spirit in this house, some of us will not be standing here. So, so some of you who come to church, and the church is not enough. You have to add another one to it. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, then. Yeah, be careful. But now for you, I say, be careful. Yeah, be careful. Are you there? May the Lord open your eyes. May the Lord fight your battles. May you survive the attacks of the enemy. May you survive daily. May you be able to stand in difficult times. May, you, may your faith never fail. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You're awesome God. How great thou art, you are God, you are God, mighty are your miracle, we're standing on of your holy name. Awesome God, a great hour. You are God, you are God. I your We stand in
trust in your majesty. Your awesome God. five, six, seven things we talked about. You know which area you need to pray about. Prayer can, prayer can answer all these challenges. Prayer can break the spell. Prayer can take out the fear. Prayer can make you survive. Prayer can help you to overcome. Prayer can invite God into your battles. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Your hands are lifted. Say, dear Lord Jesus. Tonight, as I lift my voice to pray, Father, I will survive daily till the end of the year. I will cross over into 2023. As I pray, I will survive difficult times. As I pray, I come against the spirit of fear. As I pray, I break the power of bewitchment. I declare myself free in the name of Jesus. As I pray, clapping my hands. As I pray, 
kneeling down as I pray stamping my feet father I lift up my request before you shall we pray right now come on lift your voice
have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Macarius Church headquarters East Legon Hills Accra stay blessed I am waiting